0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده على من لا نبي بعده ولا كتاب بعد كتابه ولا شريعة بعد شريعته ولا أمة بعد أمته أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله ان الله خبير بما تعملون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من اصبح منكم امنا في سربه معافا في جسده عنده قوت يومه فكانما حيزت له الدنيا او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Ya Rabbi salli wa sallim daiman abad ala habibika khayril khalqi kullihimi Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahluh Most respected ulamai kiram, hufaz of the Qur'an brothers and elders Salaamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he has blessed us with this day And there is no reason for any one of us to complain in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because every day, every new day is a new blank page in our nama ya'mal. An opportunity is knocking at every new day to reap rewards and to gain proximity and closeness to Allah Tabaraka wa ta'ala. As we enter into this academic year of 2023, This is the time that we flip that calendar. 2022, that's the end. It's a start and the beginning of a new year. Yes, as Muslims, we should be collaborated with the Islamic calendar. But our system is such, by and large, our invoices are according to that date. The schooling calendar is according to that. Lot of things are with the Gregorian calendar. Because of which we say the beginning of the year. This is the time of the year that many of many students will be making big decisions. The choice of subjects now will determine your career. Whatever you're going to decide and you're going to choose now, that's already your career path. If you miss the opportunity now, you may not get it in the future, else maybe with difficulty. It's the time of the year people are looking for better opportunities, greener grass. Some may be migrating, moving around in South Africa, out of abroad, for better opportunities. There is a financial crunch. It's tough, it's tight out there. People are trying to meet bills, because of which we have to make decisions. It's tough for the children. Papa, I've been in this school for so long. I'm grounded and I've got all my friends. Now where we going all the way to New Zealand? uproots to another country, foreign, don't even know anyone. But those decisions, the father will get everyone on the table. They speak about it. And then he brings everyone on one page. And see, this is the reason and these are the positives. Everyone's on one page now suddenly the children are all geared up and they're ready. And they say, Papa, we happy, let's go, let's move. They're ready with those decisions. So this is the time of the year major decisions are made. And as Muslims, it's the time of the year, an added benefit together with the month of Muharram, where we make resolutions. It's also another opportunity to, for us to come with big goals. And create hard deadlines for ourselves. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the ayat of the Quran, Ya ayyuha al-ladheena amanu attaqoolaha wal tandhur nafsum Ma qaddamat lihad. O oh believers, fi Allah fully analyze wal well, not just look, analyze. Like how you'll put pen to paper. Get back to the drawing board. Look into your life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you do it in your business. So, should we not put pen to paper? What are we sending forth into the court of Allah? What decisions have you made for the deen of Allah? Sahaba made tough decisions. Suhiba radiallahu anhu, the decision had to be impromptu. <laughs> He's making hijrat and he's going. He's accosted by the kuffar. And he says, he, where are you going? You're going nowhere. They stop him in his tracks. So radiya Allah, who takes out his arrows from his cover, he's ready, he's on guard, one up. And he says, listen, you'll know as a marksman, I'm second to none. If you want to battle, we can go for it. But if you want my treasures, I can show you where is it. You say, okay, let's save all blood. Tell us where's your treasures. Suhaib anhu is ready to give all his treasures, his acquisition, his wealth that he's earned in Makkah Mukarramah just to be able to make Hijrat and enjoy the companionship of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. No one came to us and said, leave all your money. No one asked us for anything. All's required is two and a half percent zakat. Allah rewards some people, they double that in lillah. You see, Allah is only asking for two and a half. What a favor from Allah. They double it five percent lillah. You see, Allah, only for you. That was a duty, it was a responsibility. So you want to give more for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But be as it may. So Suhib radiallahu anhu, he said, listen, there's the treasure, you can dig up, you'll find it. He earmarked the spots, they got it. Suheeb so radiallahu is coming, making hijra to Medina Munawwara. Ayat already revealed. People are ready to sell anything. He'll give all his treasures. Ya Allah, I just want you to be happy with me. Allah, you must be happy with me. Suhib radiallahu anhu comes into the companionship of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alaihi wa sallam and Nabiyissam says, Suhib, Rabih bay, obey un rabih, different narrations. What an excellent deal, oh Suhib. Say, Ya Rasulallah, what happened? How you know? He says, ayat was already revealed on your excellence that that decision you made impromptu for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will bless you in that. And if there's a lesson that we all need to learn in passing, as we move along 2023, never fear spending. If you need to spend, it's not money lost. It's money that you have spent for the right cause. Whether it be feeding someone, uplifting someone in society, it's not money lost. You spend on the children, you spend on the... Uh, On the education, on the knowledge, on the ilm, on the maktab or on the studies. This is not money loss, it's not a liability. You are uplifting someone in society. Never fear money that is being spent. Yes, for the right cause. If you fear money that's going, that we have to really make a lot of effort on our iman. So Suheeb Rumi radiallahu made that decision, I'm ready to sacrifice. And sometimes we have to make those decisions. We've got all of us have opportunities. Knocking on our door all the the time. We just need to maximize on this opportunity. As the incident is narrated, true incident or not. But the person went to the flower shop. And he bought some flowers. And he was supposed to take it home. And next to him there is one person counting his coppers. what this fellow is going to buy and suddenly one big bouquet comes out bigger than the rich person he says what's happening here now i'm rich he is counting silvers and look at him he's got a bigger arrangement but this person doesn't look very well dressed so he carries on it's all presented and this person is all smiles with a mix of tears so he comes out They come out of the shop. The rich man goes into his car, air-conditioned sitting. He says, I just want to see where this boy is going. Comes out, there's no car. He's walking. So he stops and he says, excuse me, youngster. Can I give you a lift? He says, that will be a pleasure. I'll pray for you. So he gives him a lift. He says, may I ask you your destination to take you? So he gave him the destination. He says, the cemetery and the graveyard. He says, wow, graveyard. But what an larger arrangement? Who is this arrangement for, if I may ask? We're not being inquisitive in your life. He says that's for mum. That's for mum. He says mum going to the graveyard, so he takes him. He says no, maybe the house is across the road. Stops. He enters the graveyard. He says Muslims with the flowers in the graveyard. That's another masla, not for the Juma platform. But be as it may, he did whatever he needed to. He comes back, and then the rich man says, but such a large arrangement for who he says my mom who passed away i'm a young boy but i miss my mom the boy turned that man turned around immediately orders not just flowers the biggest arrangement he says if the boy can appreciate his mom who's dead my mom is alive and what am i doing for her let me make the decision now and he drives in that direction he says just for mom so we all have opportunities but are we using these opportunities that we have listen what we can give give it now not when people pass away don't throw as some people say don't come and give me what you call it your the flowers on my graves when i'm alive come give me my flowers and chocolates meaning make me happy now whatever can be done when a person is alive so as muslims we look into our lives and how much are we really making headway into the court of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so, wal-tandhur. A Muslim, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, "Ittaqu firasat al-mu'min. That fear, that foresight of a believer. That foresight, fear that foresight. Be careful, the mu'min, is someone who looks with the nur of Allah, tabaraka wa ta'ala. Binurillah, yadzuru binurillahi, tabaraka wa ta'ala. And that's a believer. Every new year, every month, every new week, then we pin down. And we have... Objectives, objectively we look into our life and we say, listen, in my life, I've got five times daily salah as a Muslim. I've got my five times daily salah. But listen, asr sometimes in winter is a problem. That after work, now I'm reading that qaza. Or oh, maybe my fajr in winter is too early. That one, or rather in summer is too early. 4.20 was too early. That we were missing before work, now we'll wake up, we'll read it. So this is a believer. He looks into his life. He says, right, Salah was four. He critically analyzes his life. Unfortunately, Allah has blessed us with such vision to see the smallest of faults in the next. But we're oblivious of our own. We can't see our own. But our own faults we need to look. It's five times daily Salah. Am I bettering myself? Can I, how can I better myself? That four needs to become five. The five that's there needs to become mutakbir et The five I am performing. Well, I need to make sure I am reading the sunnah salah of all the salah. I'm not reading my sunnah salah. So a person needs to look. My zakat, last year it was a little bit of a difficult, challenging time. So it was an estimate the previous year's amount, I just gave it and I put a little bit extra. Is that permissible? No whether you covered the amount or not we wouldn't know and no one will know until the day of qiyamah unless you go back to the book and you look and see whether my zakat amount was that i gave extra or there was even a small shortfall of a few hundred rands but you may not realize it why because you need not put pen to paper and these are my assets these are my liabilities let's work it out two and a half percent not just something that we we scratch off the back of the head and say, but I remember a certain amount I gave, a person has to calculate it. So as believers, we have to look into our lives. How much every year am I getting closer to Allah? Every year, how much closer am I getting to Allah? Last year, I knew my last 10 surahs. Is this year the same 10 surahs? Or is it one more surah more? for the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for my jannah, for my akhirah. Listen, if I look into my account of naama ya'mal, if you want an easy accountability on the day of qiyamah, take accountability of yourself in this world. In this world, take an accountability, muhasaba of yourself. Let me ask myself, listen, I think so I took extra from the estate. Let me return that now before it's too late sisters are alive, the weak agenda is alive, let me go and return that. I haven't yet distributed the estate. Or I haven't yet paid off someone. Then ASAP, a person should make efforts for the payment. And to see that everything is clear, his books are clear. Rahman bin radiyallahu someone came to him, great muhaddis. He Abdul Rahman, if Malakul Maud had to come, and he whispered in your ears, and he said, Abdul Rahman, You've got one day left to live. What would be that last day of your life? So he says, like every day, he says, no changes, no amendments, I live every day like it's my last. There's nothing to change. I don't know if I'm going to see tomorrow. So the changes are today and not tomorrow. Whatever I need to do now, I'm doing it today. I'm not going to wait for tomorrow. Let me sort out my accounts and everything, my name. This is a believer. Beginning of the year, let us find out. Simply in our business we do it. We adopt it, sometimes we don't even realize. It's called the SWOT analysis. S-W-O-T. S-W-O-T. Number one, S for strengths. Your strengths. W for weaknesses. These two factors are internal. Your strength and your weaknesses are internal factors. Every one of us looking to myself. What is my strength? My strength is still out of Quran. That's where I draw my strength. What's my weakness? My Fajr Salah. So we need to analyze and look at our strengths and draw energies, dua, barkat from our strengths. My strength is whenever I sit for my i'tikaaf, last two days, rejuvenated. I'm ready to roll for the next couple months. Until there's Alal. So it carries me a few days, carries me a few months. What is it that's giving me that boost, that spiritual energy? Some people when I go out in the path of Allah, my three days a month, subhanAllah, the next two weeks I'm on a high, alhamdulillah, doing very well. So every one of us have our strengths. Every one of us, everyone, we've got our strengths. Identify our strengths. And deep down we all got weaknesses. We are not angels flying, we are all insan, we all are human, we all got our weaknesses. Just that the nature of your weakness is different from mine. You may have a different one, I may have a different one. But realize, recognize your weakness. And those weaknesses we need to work on them. And that's exactly what we adopt even in our business. When we know that a person has got a weak point and a spot, we say hold on he doesn't know how to interact with customers let's keep him out of that desk put him behind the machine he doesn't know how to talk he does just he just doesn't have uh, human relation skills let's get him out of that he doesn't know it so that's exactly what we do in our businesses we need to adopt even in our iman we need to make an effort in our deen so number one strengths number 2 weaknesses those two are internal your strengths and your weaknesses are internal and the two external opportunities opportunities and teeth for your threats they are opportunities we just need to tap on those opportunities they they staring glaring at you but sometimes a person just doesn't look at it why we feel we have to do what the next man is doing no. You must do what you are best at doing. If someone else is doing something, you don't have to do that. Do what works for you. It's not one stroke for all. Everyone is got his own ability and strength. You know what you like. When those opportunities tap on the door, immediately you, you we will maximize on those opportunities that we have and threats. We need to know that Listen, that's something dangerous for me. Whenever I walk into an area where they are scantily dressed women, then that's one of my weak points. I don't know how to control myself. Person says, but when it comes to a deal, that's very lucrative. That's one of my weak points. That's where I little bit become excited and I start doing wrong and I sign deals and I will do things the wrong way. So you need to know what's your weak point. I cannot be alone with the opposite gender. Well, that meeting I make sure I need to have someone with me. Understand your threats. On the lighter side, one person, his credit card got stolen. So, he's narrating it to his friend one week later. He says, my credit card got stolen. He says, you reported it. This is the number. He says, not as yet. See what happened? He said, the thief is spending less than my wife. (laughs) Leave the account open. (laughs) I just told I don't have a card. So we need to know our threats. What affects my iman? What's the challenge for me? What's really affecting my iman? I need to look at those things. So as believers, we have to be very careful, and we have to look into our lives. Subhanallah, Abu Talha radiallahu. Look at the decision he's making. He's in his garden. He's performing salah, and for a moment, he loses concentration. For a moment, he loses concentration. He says, Ya Rasulullah, the whole orchard sadanqa." And says, what happened? He says, no, no, I just lost concentration in my salah. The garden is sadaqah fi sabirillah. Take it, it's sadaqah it's for the part of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ahnaf bin Qais rahimahullah, every day before going to sleep, he would take his finger and he would place it into a burning flame for a few seconds. And then he'll address himself, Ya Hunayf. Ya hunif, ma ka ala ma sanata. What, what prompted you and what drove you to do this today? You did this, why you did that? You spoke in that manner, why you spoke? But the question is, why did you put your finger in the flame? O oh, Ahnaf bin Qais, why are you putting your finger in that flame? To remind myself, oh Ahnaf, if you cannot give answers to your wrongs in the flame of this world, how are you going to give answers in the flame of akhirat? This world, you can't give answers. Why did you speak vulgar to that person? Allah forgive. So common, so common, isn't it? Person says, but Mona, they don't understand any other language. They don't understand any other language. Allah forgive us. Imagine if Allah had to see on the day of Qiyamah, you don't understand anything besides Jahannam. Where are we going to stand? Come on, to Tudan. We have to be careful how we treat. As you treat, will you be treated? What goes around comes around. Allah protect us. Allah give us understanding. Be careful with human relation, uh, relations. How are we treating people? How we speak with people? How we deal with people? Sometimes our a'mal, Alhamdulillah, person is a farishta in the first self. In the business, as the people who are dealing with him. Say, Tawbah astaghfirullah. Maybe he's making more istighfar in the first saff. Allah forgive. So we have to be very careful with hukuku al-ibad. How are we treating? Sulaiman alayhi salam, Sulaiman alayhi salam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala discusses it in the Quran also. So Sulaiman alayhi salam, one day, it was about Asr time, late afternoon, And he called for his horses. Horses came, predigree, breed. So when it came, he's looking at his horses, investigating. And he's very happy with his horses. Because of which there was a slight delay from the normal time of the Asar Salah. There was a slight delay from the normal, perfect, proper time of Asar Salah. That's all. Sulaiman Ali Salam, when he realized what happened, he says, Oh my Allah, an dhikri rabbi, that preoccupied me from my ibadah to you. Yet his horses were being reared. He was breeding horses, looking after horses in preparation for jihad, which is Sanamuddin. Which is the pinnacle of the din. He never lied to himself, you see, but that's also ibadah. Sometimes we in the shop, we see, that's also ibadah. So if we read Fajr, if we read our Asr Salah late without Jamaat, but well, it was also an ibadat. Listen, to earn a Halal Rhozi is Farz. What about the greater Farz of our, of our Salah? So sometimes we lie to ourselves, we're looking for loopholes. So what does he do? Immediately Sulaiman Ali Salaam says, bring all the horses. Sulaiman Ali wal says, Sulaiman Ali Salam says, That slaughter each one of these horses because they preoccupied me from the greater ibadat. Not away from the ibadat. Just delayed it a little. Just delayed. So he says, that also needs to be slaughtered. Now we're not asking for our shops to be given in sadaqah, children to be gone to an orphanage, give your car away. No. That's not been asked to be given away. All has been asked is that we go back critical to ourselves. We critique our lives and we say, this is my life. Where have I done wrong? Where am I falling short? My salah, my tilawat of Quran, when last have I read Quran? When last have I opened my Quran? And how much of the speech of my most beloved Allah have I understood? Allah is talking to me. What have I understood in that message? Imagine someone comes from a foreign country and he's talking to, he's giving you a lucrative deal. And he's talking to you in a language that you don't understand. Hey, listen, I don't understand. I can carry on. We say, no, no, no. Let's hire even the translator to make sure I score on this deal. Even hire, I'll pay someone to translate. I don't know Chinese? Who studied? Anyone knows something? We'll get someone. Yeah, Allah subhanahu wa This is not just the recipe for your dunya. Not only barkat. This is the recipe for your jannat. How more important it is for every one of us, especially coming close now, tapping very close, inching closer and closer to the month of Ramadan. Hufaz, this is less than three months. As it comes closer to December, by the, sometimes you see, January you'll we'll see, now New Year, before this year starts, we already into, this term won't even finish, and we into Ramadan. So therefore, Hufaz of Quran, reminder, it's less than three months away. We're less than three months, under three months already. So we need to start polishing our Qur'an for we people like us. Make sure we start reading a lot of Qur'an now. Start preparing and get ready for our Taraweeh, our Ramadan and preparation as believers inshaAllah for our akhirat. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant each one of us that tawfiq, that ability that we go back to the drawing board. Sometimes what happens is we've got the wrong standards in front of us. We see someone who is driving a smart car, that's the standard. So you work into the bone, you work in, very hard to get that. Nabi sallallahu said in this dunya, Unduru ila huwa In this world, look at the one below you, you'll make shukr. So if you're driving a Toyota, you'll make shukr to Allah. Ya Allah, this man of here, he doesn't even have a car. He's taking public transports. But if you look at the man with the bigger and a better vehicle, you say, I need to work towards that. I need to get that. But in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Nabi SAW says, in Deen, look at the one higher and above you. You'll aspire to be like him. Simple principles, guidelines are there, standards, the bar have been set. Everything is so easy for us for, to have a very smooth sailing life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it a prosperous year, grant us tawfiq that we come back to the drawing board, look at what is the, make the right decisions in our life insha'Allah. rahmatullah Closing point used to say, you see, look at that compass. You're moving that compass, that needle is also moving. Leave it on the ground, that needle will show you true not. He says our heart is restless, restless. But give it, just give it some time for tafakkur, tadabbur, you see the heart automatically will just point towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're just in the same rut. In that race, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us Sufiq wa akhidha wa nan,